Thanks for joining us on a Thursday night and welcome to Caching in the Northwest. It's the only podcast from the birthplace of geocaching in the great Pacific Northwest. Each week we're going to talk about caches and cachers from here and all around the globe. So while you're frantically looking for a theater with an open seat to watch a three-hour movie, we'll be caching in the Northwest. Oh, Lord I just of the Rings throw, is gone. Can I just throw out... Hashtag no spoilers. I don't want any spoilers. I am seeing a three-hour movie on Sunday. Hashtag no liquids. Yeah. <laughs> Dehydrate yourself. There you I go. I think the last three-hour movie I sat through was It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. Godfather? I think it's a four-hour movie. Never saw The Godfather. I, I've got Rattled. it. I caught it on a recording. I thought, you know, this is one movie I've got to watch. But mm. that's not what Lord we're here to talk about. <clears throat> no, because you know what it's time for now. Know what? It's time to bring in our marvelous marmoset. So be quiet until I introduce you. <laughs> Some say he will only drink kombucha alone in a closet. Another say he wears a speedo to breakfast. All we know is he's called Land Monkey. That's a really interesting combination of facts you've dug up. Yeah, well, you know, wearing a speedo to breakfast. I don't, doesn't sound that appealing to me because that means I would have to put on more than I slept in, <laughs> but go, you know, go for it. La, 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 la. <laughs> I cannot know this. I was going to say whatever floats your boat, but I don't know if that's appropriate now, given the context of the current conversation. Uh, you know, this is uh, why we do the podcast now and not at breakfast time. All right. Sounds good. Well, you know what? Uh, we're going to change the topics from monkeys eating breakfast in speedos and we're going to talk about a brand new geo tour because that's way way more interesting so in order to do that we are going to welcome to our show peach of peach and pete fame hello peach and welcome to the show thank you so much guys for having me on the show i'm thrilled to be able to tell some folks about the soon to be launched geo tour excellent well we are very excited to hear about it but before we get there, we're going to throw out a quick reminder that we, of course, appreciate the support of our patrons and especially Landsharks, our corporate Denali level sponsor. Remember, they still have free shipping to you Canadian and U.S. listeners from Landsharks.ca. Free shipping on orders of $50 Canadian or greater to a max of 25 Canadian shipping costs. Just use promo code SHIP50. That was SHIP with a P. There you go. All right. Thanks for clarifying that. Hey, folks, if you want to know more about supporting this show, just head on over to our website, one of those sides, and you're going to find the Patreon link. Click that on the cachingandw.com website. Well, not only do we love land sharks and we love geotours, we love good logs, especially when you're going out on that geotour. Do something more than just a period. Maybe TFTC. No, don't do that. We want at least 100 word logs. I think we should make that a requirement on all geo tours, but yeah, well, you know, if it's quality, I'd take 98 words. Okay. Whether you wrote it or whether you read it, we want to hear about it because great logs simply make geocaching better. You know what? You can send an email to feedback at cachingnw.com, call in to 253-693-TFTC, or use the vo voicemail tool right there on the website and show us how you glow. And folks, we still need your glows. Send one in. Send them in. We love to read them. And speaking of reading them, this week's glow comes from listener of the show, Team Noltex, uh, creator and hydro of some awesome caches in the area here. And it's from the log was from Phil George One, who attended the Cash In Trash Out event, Water Flume Trail Cleanup. I believe that event was hosted by Team Noltex. So the log reads I'm glad the CTO continued in spite of light rain. At first, it looked like little trash to pick up. But in a short hour, we all pulled back quite a haul to the parking area. Good job. Thanks to Team Noltex for hosting, hosting the event. He says, I saw some trash under a wet canopy of branches and leaves. I thought twice about picking that up. But then I thought, if that was a cache, I'd be there in a moment. Also saw some trash in some brambles and thorns. Again, thought twice about picking that up, but thought, if that was a cache, I'd be there in a moment. <laughs> Concludes and says, this is my 12th CETO. It's always good to volunteer. And I agree. 
We thank you for all that you've, you, all of you that helped out cleaning up our play field with Aceto, and we thank Phil George One for writing an awesome glow and Team Noltex for sending it in. I love that. I thought twice, but if it was a cash. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, if that was a cache down there, I wouldn't hesitate before I sent Chris of the Northwest down in there to look for it. There Thank you. you. <laughs> it's all about perspective, right? I, him, and I would stay up on the trail, <laughs> as has happened, hypothetically at least in the past, while Monkey Cakes and Chris of the Northwest go down the hillside through the brambles looking for the cache. Come back bloody and bruised, but we found the cache. Yeah. And, and I, him, and I matters. found the easier trail down while we stood there and surveyed. Yeah, the hush. My question was going to be, who gets signed in to the log? Oh, we, we made it down. Like I said, we, we stood there and watched while they tramped down the hill. And then I him goes, I, I think that trail right over there will take us right down to where they are. It, it, it did. Nice. It's yeah, that we, one that you find on the way out usually. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah we traverse the, the side of that 45 degree angled hill to, you know, walk yes. a couple hundred yards because the GPS led us wrong. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're standing ten feet away. Like, just, just don't. Just <laughs> quiet. We, we admired it, okay? their technique and 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 uh, enthusiasm. Thank you. There you go. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, folks. If you want to bring up a topic in the after show, make sure you use that hashtag #fatas. And if you want to bring in and ask a question to Peach, our great host or great guest tonight. She could be a host. She's good enough. Uh, use the hashtag Valley for any questions for our guest tonight. Mm. Is All she right. a Valley girl? Yeah, I, We're mm. going to have to ask that. Okay. So hashtag Valley for <laughs> any questions for Peach about the Geo Tour and hashtag Fatas for anything you want us to talk about after the show. There you go. Got it. That was much clearer than what I tried to get out. <laughs> I thought I might just recap it because I kind of got lost halfway through. So, so the Canadian too, translation is far simpler. <laughs> but it has extra vowels. Of course. All right. Speaking of extra vowels, do we have any news? We have some news. No extra vowels necessarily involved in that. But uh, the news from Eatonville here, which is right here in Pierce County, where two out of three Caching the Northwest hosts reside is uh, somewhat sad. We we lost a cacher recently, and we have talked on here many times about being prepared and telling people where you're going and following all those tips while going out on the trail. We uh, there was a cacher that went out. He was a 64 year old man, and as it turns out, passed away from heart disease while geocaching outside Eatonville. He was missing for about 24 hours. Search and rescue volunteers found uh, found him. Actually, they found him because while he may not have, have left a detailed plan of where he was headed, he did have a printed out list of geocaches in his car that he was attempting to find. And his wife said that he was, uh, he was going on geocaching. The search and rescue team found his car, started searching along the trail for the geocaches that he'd looked for, and eventually heard a dog bark. And his dog, Daisy faithfully remained by her owner's side and barked and brought search and rescue people over to find sadly that he had passed away, but they did help uh, the dog did help them locate his body and, and recover that. So sad story that we lost him, but at least he, he did leave a list in his car at some level where he was going. And it's just, again, reinforces the importance of telling people where you're going being prepared and bringing the essentials with you may not help you prevent dying from a heart attack, but at least he had his dog with him. And I, I believe I read through a couple of their articles about it. They said he was in some pretty deep terrain, and they're not sure they ever would have found him had it not been for the dog. And yeah. I did see I did see an article where the dog is safely home. So there you go. And, and I would agree with that. And the I've read a few articles about that as well out here now. You know, granted, it was down in Washington State, but it's still part of the Northwest and it was yeah. pretty close to home. And as you say, there's really nothing you can do about um, uh, dying from heart disease. It's just something that happens. He could have been at home. He could have been at sure. the mall. He just happened to be in the woods. It's a very sad situation, but he did have at least a version of a trip plan, mm-hmm. um, which allowed the searchers to get into the right area 
Yeah. And then he was fairly well off the trail, as I understand, as you've said, and because yeah. his dog was at his body barking, they were able to actually recover yeah. him fairly quickly and at least bring some sort of closure to his family, which yeah. is... Which yeah, is and, and his wife did know what area he was headed to for geocaching. That's great. They, they and, searched his computer and found what geocaches he'd been looking at recently. Yeah, and, and I would go back to a recent episode here to our friends up north that have that great app to to help plan your trip. Adventure Smart. Adventure Smart's got some great tools. Yep, and remember, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, and I see we've got folks from uh, Ontario, from the Prairies, listening to the podcast live right now. Great to see you guys. Anywhere in Canada, the Adventure Smart app will work to leave a trip plan. Uh, in fact, Mrs. Landsharks and I have been practicing with it lately, and uh, we're getting really good at uh, getting our trip plans set up and sent uh, off to somebody who's actually going to monitor it for you. Well so done. If you don't return. Yeah. There's, uh, there's all the info for someone to uh, figure out what happened. Yeah. So, and as mentioned in the, in the chat, you know, he, he passed away doing what he loved. So yeah, I, I can think of worse ways to go than geocaching on the geocaching trail. Yeah, absolutely. But here's my opportunity for the reminder. Please do. Three T's trip plan. Take the essentials. And train for what you're doing. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, on to a little more positive news. We did get uh, some great feedback from our friend Tick Magnet via mm. YouTube on show number 299. That was our Top Tips Portland, Oregon with Lobotomy. Now, I've got to go back and listen to that show because I was away um, on a hashtag geocache road trip and wasn't able to participate in that one. Humble brag. Yeah, but, <laughs> but I heard it was speaking of humble brag. I heard it was a great show, and Tick Magnet, his comments say it all here. It says, "Wow, what a great show, guys! Oh, how I wish I had saw this one before I visited the Portland area. I miss so much super cool stuff. Thanks. Who knows? I might have to go back. I heard there could be something big happening in the Northwest in 2020. You never know. Things never could know. happen. You know, and it was an awesome show." Lobotomy was a great guest, very well prepared. And if you listen, if you go back and listen to that episode, send us your feedback, feedback at cashingnw.com, and know that anything you don't like about that episode was because Land Monkey was not there. Oh, so that's how it works. Exactly. And guys, we don't know what's happening in 2020. You see, I wear glasses. I can't see a year in the future. I don't have 2020 vision. That's right. Uh, I was wondering where you're going with that. Yeah, All right. sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Hey, so Chris, do you, do you have do you have a guest to bring in so we can stop talking, please? <laughs> <laughs> Why we just happen to have a guest tonight? We have Peach of Peach and Pete. Now, Peach has a little problem with her video tonight, so it's no problem for us because. She is such a great communicator. She doesn't need to use visuals. Oh, we can hear her smile through the audio podcast. You really can. Absolutely. So, Peach, tell us a little bit about yourself. How long have you been geocaching? What types of caches do you like to find? What other things do you do? Okay. So, we started caching on August the 1st of 2010. But we got off to a really slow start by only finding 12 caches that year. That was just, you know, the last five months of the year uh, because we were fair weather cachers. We only went out when it was nice and sunny and not raining and all of that. Uh, we increased our finds year over year. And then in 2013, when the Washington State Parks Geo Tour was launched, that was when something really kicked us both into high gear, especially for Pete. And so it made it easier for me to entice him into going geocaching. And we also learned about challenge caches, which I have learned to really like uh, to, to meet those challenge caches, such as the Cities and Towns Challenge, the Washington DeLorme Challenge, the Washington County Challenge, uh, we put together several road trips all over the state, and I would route us to where that we would pick up some things for each one of these geo tours, and we would just go for days 
at a time. And at that time, I was still working full time. So we only did it basically on the weekends or when I had some time off. Um, what do I do in my spare time? Ha ha. Uh, I'm a seating host for the Mariners, as some of you know. And I enjoy doing that. That's my retirement job now that I'm not working full time. And then I also have this strange desire to create events that people can have fun while geocaching. Huh. Maybe we could talk more about the Mariners thing and drop off the other geocache. No, we need to talk about the geocache. No, 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 no. Yeah. I don't want yeah. to talk about the Mariners. I kind of feel, though, like you're in the witness game. protection program because we have yeah. you blacked out while we're, <laughs> we're talking to you. But okay. I, I forgot to mention that one of the things that I am so proud of is that in the Washington State Marks Geotour, there were 103 caches placed all throughout Washington State. And Pete and I were the eighth cachers to find all 103 of those caches. Wow. And at least three of those, Mount Pilchuck, Mount Spokane, and Steamboat Rock, were not the easiest ones to accomplish. But these two old coots did it. <laughs> and you were the eighth one. How cool is that? I know. Well, congratulations. Yeah, that is that's, that's awesome. very cool. Um, now, of course, we're very excited to have a new geo tour in the Northwest. I, I think few people uh, may be more excited than, uh, than certainly myself or, or the three of us. Uh, Mrs. Landmonkey and I actually plan entire trips around geo tours. So, uh, you know, clearly we're very excited to hear about this. But um, I understand you are not new to this type of endeavor. So perhaps you can let us know what led up to the point of us being on the, the cusp, on the precipice of a brand new geo tour being released. Well, I worked with Auburn Parks and did the Auburn Geocaching Adventure for three years, 2015, 2016, and 2017. Uh, it got to a point after those three years that I, I just didn't have room solely in Auburn to put any more caches. So I told them that I was going to take 2018 off and I was going to try to come up with something better for us to do in 2019 um, and the weird thing was we got funding from Auburn Tourism to help Auburn Parks for 2015 and 16 but when 2016 the event happened there was supposed to be the windstorm of the century it yeah. didn't happen <laughs> but an awful lot of people all across the state did not come because they were worried about the weather and didn't know whether they could either get here or get home safely. So it cut down on our attendance at the, the big opening event. And so Auburn cut out the funding in 2017 mm -hmm. and Auburn Parks picked up all of the expense to do that to including paying for the coins. I was very much grateful for their continued support of that. That's awesome. I know I did with Chris of the Northwest. We did the 2015 one. We went to the event and did it all the first day, and it was great. I missed the 2016 event completely and then came back and did the 2017 event in 2019. A little late mm -hmm. to the game, but there were still a few coins left, and I still had a great time. You did an awesome job putting all those together, and I've enjoyed everything I've been a part of. But... Going from a geocaching adventure or geocoin challenge or whatever, what have you, to a full-fledged geotour, it's kind of a leap, isn't it? It, it? Can you tell us maybe some of the differences and what it takes to, to make that jump all the way to official geotour? Well, the major difference is money because a geotour is very expensive. So you, because it's advertised so widely on geocaching.com and your reach is so great you don't have to do all the advertising yourself they do a lot of it for you so you have to develop your funding you have to go out and build a base of supporters who believe in your project and then of course there's time because a geotour is a contract for one year 
So you have to have all the caches in place for at least one year. And if you extend the geotour, then, of course, it still has to continue. So you have to have geocache owners that are willing to maintain their caches. Mm -hmm. And, of course, I'm willing to help them with that. But they are told when they go into this and agree to hide a cache that you know that you're going to have to maintain it for at least one year. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Now, you've done the Auburn geocaching adventure for these three years, but this is more than just the city of Auburn. How many cities are involved in in this Valley Cities geotour? There are four cities. It's Auburn, Kent, Renton, and Maple Valley. So is is that the the tri cities of that area? <laughs> Quad cities. Uh, funny you should say that. Why is that, Peach? Because I'm hoping that this will become as popular an event as the tri cities is in Central Washington. There you go, and we absolutely love that. We're looking forward to Jen joining us uh, a little later. Uh, a few episodes down the road uh, to talk about that. But we're talking about you and we're talking about this Jew tour right now. And I just had to throw that out there because I always get a chuckle out of the four cities in the Tri-Cities. Yeah. Oh, right. that's true. It is four <clears throat> cities in the Tri-Cities, yeah. Yeah. But Auburn, Kent, Renton, and Maple Valley. So those are all just outside of the Tacoma area for those who aren't, like myself, aren't super familiar with that geography. Is that correct? They are all in South King County, which is where Seattle is, Mm -hmm. uh, and they're all in a valley, which is why we named it the Valley Cities Geotour. And I have to give Jen at Richland Parks big kudos because when I did my first Auburn adventure, she was very, very helpful to me. She's awesome. So I'm not surprised that she was helpful to you, but I'm also really pleased to hear about even more partnerships going on in the geocaching community that brings me as a geocacher more cool stuff that I can do. So certainly delighted to hear that. Now, it sounds like with four cities and a bunch of geocaches and the maintenance that needs to be done, it sounds like this is going to be very difficult to coordinate that many groups. What What's your tactic? How, do, how are you managing this? Well, I realized that I didn't want to do it all myself. And so I recruited a lead in each of the cities and have their assistance in getting cashers for their particular city area. And then they are working with them to make sure everything is done in a timely manner. And I have Team Finn for Kent, Terrible Tees for Renton, and if I say this name, I know most everybody that's listening is going to know it. Bounce, bounce for Maple ah, Valley. Nice. They're Heard that eating. name once. Yes, yeah. I think you probably have. And so they're responsible, working in the background very hard to make sure that all these deadlines get met. And there's always follow up with them. So I'm not totally out of the loop because I have to make sure everything is done all the i's are dotted and the t's are crossed well you do a great job like i said i did the 2017 uh adventure two years late and you still helped coordinate that and helped me with a couple of things and that's great but this four cities it's great to have help but it sounds like you're hurting cats mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, occasionally <laughs> <laughs> and there have been times when i've been frustrated but it's all basically good I'm I'm sure it is, and I know that you love what you do, and we love that you love what you do. But are there, are there ways maybe that our listeners can help out with the geo tour? Well, number one, we want them to come and participate. If they can come launch weekend, that would be great. The launch is on Saturday, May eighteenth. We'll have a bit of social time from eight to nine o'clock in the morning, and then the caches will go live at nine o'clock. We'll have passports there to hand out, and I'll even have somebody there that if you want it loaded on your GPS, I'll have somebody that can do that. I think I can even do that. (laughs) Um, We'll have some breakfast treats and some coffee to fuel you up and get you on your way to find some awesome geocaches. The event cache is GC 
861-Z as in zebra, 2. And it's in Auburn at their community center. If you've been to any of these events before, you know that it's the same location that it has been the last two years. If you can't come opening launch weekend, maybe you can come later. But whenever you come, I hope that you will tell all your friends what a great experience you had. Because I just know you're going to have a great time. We have... 10 caches in each of those four cities, so that's 40 total. You have to find at least 36 of the 40 or nine in each city Mm -hmm. to earn the Geocoin. And because Port of Seattle is one of the major funding partners, we're hoping that geocachers will fly in from across the U.S. and Canada and even abroad because we know that people come to Seattle to go to headquarters. Right to go find the old caches to fill out their Jasmine blocks. So people are going to be coming here and we're hope that they will do our geo tour while they're here. Or if nothing else, plan a trip to come to this geo tour and then do the other things. Yeah. I think you should put the geo tour at the top of your list. And then maybe if there's time, go to headquarters and do some of the other things. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it depends on your priorities. But yeah. That's, yeah, I mean, given who you've talked about, who's helping to put the caches out, all I can hear is quality when, yeah. I'm, when I'm hearing those names come out. So that's fantastic. Now, of course, part of, as you've said, part of doing this is being able to, and having that kind of quality is getting the right people, but you also, because it's a geo tour, you need the funding, you need the sponsorship. So we're kind of curious, who are the sponsors for this geo tour? Well, like I said, Port of Seattle is the major sponsor. And then we also got some money from Visit Kent, the tourism body in Kent, Auburn Tourism, Auburn Parks and Recreation is also still helping out. The WSGA is also a partner in this, although they don't have a money stake in it, but they are definitely a a part of this. And we just heard that Rent and Tourism put out another call for grant applications. And so I've submitted one for that. And maybe we'll look up and get some more money for that so that we're not lacking in any way. Uh, the port is always looking for ways to bring visitors through SeaTac Airport. And outdoor recreation is a focus area that they are centering on this year for their grant funding. Oh, that is so cool. Now, you said outdoor recreation, but that can cover so many areas. Was geocaching a tough sell to the Port of Seattle? Strangely enough, when Pete and I went to attend their grant class, we noticed that under the list of outdoor recreation, the category listed geocaching. And I spoke to the director at the end of that meeting and asked if he had ever funded a geocaching project since he had it on his list. His reply was, no, but we hear it's a fun outdoor experience that is very popular. So my response to him was that I plan to become the first funded project for geocaching, and we are. Awesome. (laughs) Hooray. (laughs) Congratulations. Well done. So I'm excited for it, and it hasn't even come up yet. And I'm even more excited now hearing all the background and work that you've done to to put in to to get it all organized and get it running. And I'm not surprised because you do quality work. So thank you for all that you've done for it. Now, you've mentioned already some numbers. You said 40 caches. We have to find 36. That's 10 caches for four different cities. But, you know, since this is caching in the Northwest and the valley there, those four cities are solidly in the Northwest – can you give us a little maybe insider tips, maybe a little secrets, maybe some, give us the scoop here. Tell us a little more details about exactly what kinds of caches, what, how many, the different types you've got. Give us some details. I'll give you as much as I can let out right now. Okay. Fair enough. (laughs) Okay. We're going to have mostly traditional caches, but there will be some multi-caches a few mystery or puzzle caches, but they're going to be fairly simple because I know there are some people that just come unglued when you see that there's a 
puzzle <laughs> cache out there or a mystery cache. So it's going to be fairly simple to solve. And I know of at least one absolutely fantastic gadget cache that we're going to have. And it's by Team Noltex. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They do, they do great gadget caches. They do. Uh, we like to mix up the different type of caches so that we've got a variety in each of the cities. And because we said you had to find nine in each city, you can figure out which one you don't choose to do and, and eliminate that one that's just driving you nuts. But hopefully you'll find all 40 of them. I would say let's that's don't do the skip one. Do all 40. Let's go all the way. <laughs> well, if you want the souvenir, you've got to do all 40, right? If you get the souvenir, yes, you do have to do all 40. There you go. There you go. Well, yeah, absolutely. And uh, you've obviously got our interest when you've talked about Team Noltex and Bounce Bounce for sure. A uh, couple of our favorite cash hiders. Yeah. So, um you mentioned gadget caches. You mentioned you've throughout the podcast, you've dropped both those names. Um, who's going to be building and placing your gadget caches? What, what can we look forward to here? Well, I know that um, I think Bounce Bounce is going to have uh, at least one gadget cache in each city. And wow. like I said, I'm very pleased to have the Team Noltex cache in Auburn. Um Bounce Bounce's cash that he had in Auburn in 2017 has the highest number of favorite points that we've ever gotten in the three years that we did the tour there. So he's just exceeded all expectations on getting favorite points. And of course, you know that he gets favorite points by huge numbers where, wherever he places one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not at liberty to give out all the names of the uh, cash hiders at this point in time, but I can promise you that we have some great people lined up in each city that are going to make it an interesting event. Um, and we know that if you attend the Tri-Cities event, you're used to finding about 40 caches in a day. I'm not sure if you can get all 40 of these because well, of course, there's a scattered out too, but some of these may not be quite as simple as under some sagebrush. So we'll just see. Uh, but I'll be there until four o'clock in the afternoon in case somebody is speedy and comes back after finding all of them to collect their coin. Great. Great. And, and you know somebody will. Somebody's going to knock it out in about an hour and a half because yeah. they always do. <laughs> well, maybe <laughs> an hour and a half. Yeah. Is Team Squirrel going to be there? So. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, and if, if they come back early and have them all done and, and, and get that, claim that coin, will you encourage them to give us a call at 253-693-TFTC and tell us all about it so we can play it right here on the podcast? Okay, I will do that. Okay. And let us know how they did it so quickly. Yes. Yeah. That's the truth. Yeah. It I know really one, is. one person that might be able to do it. Yeah, yeah, there there are a couple that um, you know really put the pedal to the metal and get it done in a day. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you can't get it done in a day, it's still going to attract people from out of town, all over oh, the yeah. country. Are there yeah. hotel and restaurant discounts for all of our faithful geocaching friends that want to come and visit the Northwest? There are, and right now I have hotel discounts in Auburn. And I have a website, www.valleycitiesgeotour.com, that is about to launch. I know it'll be up by next week, and it will have a list of the hotels that are offering a discount. And most of them are in the Auburn area right now because that's where the launch is. But I'll be adding hotels in Kent and Ritten later on as people just start coming to the area in general. But since the launch is in Auburn that morning, I right now I've created just the Auburn locations. And uh, we're also going to have some restaurants and pubs that want us to offer something for a discount for hungry and thirsty geocachers. And we'll continue to update the website whenever we get something new. So you can keep checking back if you're coming later on to see what all we've added. All right. So if you're listening to this podcast six months from now, a month from now, a week from now, whatever, 
that website's going to continue to be updated. And you've got some great quality caches and that southern hospitality, right, Peach? Thank it you. Is, it is South King County, after all. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that you made that connection. Yeah. That's, that's all it. south to me, so. Yeah. <laughs> We're all south of Land Monkey. <laughs> hey, we've had a few questions come in from the chat. Audience questions. Keepers of the Cash Flow asks, what is the planned longevity of the tour? When is this tour going to end? Well, it's for one full year. So if it launches on May 18th of this year, it will be good through at least May 17th of 2020. Okay. And we are hopeful that we can secure some more funding and extend it one more year. Because open to show, you know, good visitation from out of town. Yeah. And people will be willing to invest some more money in it. Well, and with such quality hiders and quality caches as you've displayed in the past for the the Geocoin Adventures in, in Auburn, I have to imagine this will live long past the one year point, is my just my guess. That's what we're hoping. Well we are too. Keepers of the Cache Flow also asked, of the caches or ideas for the caches, what area or part of the tour do you look forward to the most? Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, well, I do like a, a bit of a fun challenge like the gadget caches. So yeah. I'm interested to see what new gadget caches that some of my hiders have come up with. And and like I said, I know that the one I cannot wait to do the one that Team Noltex is doing. Wow, that's they have that's come awesome. up with some great uh, gadget puzzle caches here in the last little bit of time. So, yeah, it uh, within the last year they have really knocked these things out of the park, or actually knocked them into the park and left <laughs> them there for us to find. Yeah. yeah. So so Peach, I have a question for you. Now, we're not going to be able to come down for the launch event itself. Oh, but too bad for saying, you. Sorry? Too bad. Sorry. No coins. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> uh, I'm talking to Pete. Um, what you, you mentioned the website that's going to launch very shortly on, on the day right. of Go Live. So if folks want to make a trip down there, there will still be perhaps some either hotel or food discounts yes. available post the actual event launch as well. The people have guaranteed me that they will have the discounts. At I asked for one year, and I know that most of them have said they'll do it at least through the end of this calendar year. Wow. So... Okay. uh I'm hoping that we can convince them if we can show that they really have gained some business that away, maybe mm -hmm. they will be happy to extend it for a longer period of time. Excellent. So it sounds like another hashtag geocache road trip idea here. So that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So if you do come and use the discounts, make sure to tell the local hotel staff because maybe you booked it online and didn't and use that code and didn't tell anybody, but let the staff know when you're there, Hey, I'm here for the geocoin adventure. For the Geo Tour, yeah, yeah, the Geo Tour, yeah, Geo Tour. Thank you for correcting that. Absolutely, thank you. Because that's going to help the Geo Tour keep going. Yeah, and if it does really well, would you even consider launching a second phase of this? I might could be. See, <laughs> so make sure you use those uh, those hotel and uh, restaurant discounts so that people know you've come in because of geocaching that's going to help the city that's going to give uh, a little more money to the tourism bureaus and help them to think that hey this geocaching thing this might just catch on yeah you know we're coming up on 20 years it might just catch on you never know <laughs> odds are pretty good so i have another question now for my co-hosts are either of you guys going to be at the kickoff event i'm planning to be there yes I hope to be there right now. I believe I have a schedule conflict with that that stupid work thing that gets in the way of geocaching. But if I can rearrange some meetings and some schedules, I'm going to be there. If I can, all, if if I can work it out, I will be. Awesome. So so we'll tell our listeners watch for caching the Northwest presence there at the event and say hi. We look forward to seeing you guys there, or at least Chris and possibly Jim do. Yeah, and, and I'll wave from Canada. <laughs> 
We'll talk about you behind your back. I mean, uh, sure. We'll talk okay, about yeah. you from the other side of the border. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, guys. I really appreciate your support. Oh, Peach, Absolutely. thank you for coming on. We really appreciate this. This is very exciting to get a new geo tour in our area. Um, and, you know, we're going to be talking about this until the launch. We're going to talk about what it was like on the geo tour afterwards. So, um, you know, this this is fun. So thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us tonight. Thank you very much. And I hope that you have a good rest of your evening. Well, thank you. You're so polite. That's the way my mama raised me. <laughs> to get a good job. Awesome. Well, I want to uh, once again take a moment to thank our corporate Denali level sponsors, the Landsharks. Landsharks is the outdoor adventure and geocaching store. Check them out online or go in person and visit their store in Victoria, British Columbia. They're open six days a week except holidays and they ship online orders daily. So make sure to check that out. I also want to thank our faithful. I like it. What's that? Daily. Yeah, that was my Max Headroom impersonation. <laughs> Little 80s throwback for you. All right. Well, we also want to thank our faithful Denali level supporters. That is, of course, Land Sharks, JP Geo Designs, Bounce Bounce, Limax, Team Squirrel, and WorldCaching.com. If, hey, we were talking about Bounce Bounce just a little bit earlier. Yeah. Hey, if you want to know more about supporting the show, click that Patreon link on the CachingNW.com website. We keep telling you about it. We never show you where it is, but it's <laughs> on there somewhere. If you're somewhere. watching this show on the website, I swear the link is there. You'll find it. Just, just look. All right. Also, if you are kind and supportive and pledge your support on a monthly basis to be another one of our patrons, you will get the punishment of me reading your name, <laughs> as I'm about to do for all of our wonderful, exceptional patrons, which is a lengthy and getting lengthier list that includes... Broncos fan for life, Sprouter, Camp Clan, Tick Magnet, Kev Mac D, Subway, Mark Dormore, Dune Buddy, Kid Vegas, 19, Geo, Navpros, Wino, Seattle, Acker, Doc, Billy, Robson, Genies, Antaeus, Keats, 94, Trexer, 0, MC3, Cats, Kennel, Barb, Am, Nerve, Atwood, Coaster, and Greenwood, Sege, Hove, El, Robeck, Keepers of the Cash Flow, Highlands Guy, and newest supporter, the Geo Travelers. Yay! Well done, sir. Thank you. <laughs> I bow. I'm... I'm going to try not to pass out okay yes, please please <laughs> breathe resume breathing now <laughs> well and as we all can be contacted over the interwebs and social media and all these various formats i'm going to toss it to our guest first and ask annette is there are there ways okay for first off let me back up one sec in the chat mrs land sharks thank you land sharks asked, are there social media hashtags that you would like visitors to use? And along the same subject, are there social media accounts or other methods that you would like people to reach out and connect with you other than the website you already mentioned? And why not throw that out again? Just I don't think I have any of that active right now, but maybe next week when we launch the website, my IT guru will have some of that ready to go too. Okay. And you can always look on uh, the event that I talked about uh, because I'm going to update it with things like right now I'm doing something for Friday night and I'm going to cross-reference it against that other event, that the GC861Z2. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll list everything on that main page and give the other events and things that are going on. I'm trying to put together some uh, lab caches for Friday night. If I can't get that pulled off, I'm going to have some kind of a get-together and games that we can do that will bring people in the night before so they're already here and ready to go early in the morning. And then we're also working, we think maybe that we'll have a CETO opportunity on Sunday if some people are still in town. Uh, Auburn Parks also that weekend has a big Petapalooza event that's going to be out near Game Farm Park. And I told him, well, maybe we could go out there and help clean up. So I um, also may be publishing that. Um 
And if not, then we will have at least two things to do that weekend because I'm trying to get people to come in and stay for at least two days. If there's any kind of event that's going to need somebody to come and clean up after it, (laughs) Petapalooza sounds like one that might. (laughs) It certainly does. (laughs) All right. So keep an eye out for the ValleyCitiesGeotour.com website soon to launch. If you can make it on the 18th, come to the event, which is GC861Z2. Or if you're in Canada, as Snarky Line Monkey pronounced, GC861Z2. Same event, same location, same great experience. <laughs> same bat and speaking time, of land same monkey, bat channel. That's right. Speaking <laughs> of land monkey, you don't have a Z in your handle, but how could people find you on the interwebs? I don't. Well, if you put a Z in my handle, you will definitely not find me. It's pretty much a guarantee. But uh, if you check out landmonkey.blogspot.ca, that's our blog. It's not frequently updated, but every once in a while something cool pops in there, so it's always good. But if you constantly want to see cool content, two places to go. First of all, Twitter, Instagram, Periscope, at landmonkeygc. Follow me there. And YouTube. We've just dropped a new video this past weekend. I've got another one all queued up to drop this weekend. And uh, it's going to be a real cool new hike that we did for a challenge cache. So we talked about challenges earlier. Nice. And if you want to find that, that is L-A-N-M-O-N-K-E-Y, Land Monkey on YouTube. All right. Thanks, buddy. Hey, Wits End, who has a Z right smack dab in the middle. Right smack in the middle. I am Z-centric. Yes, you are Z-centric. <laughs> How do people find my Z-centric friend? Well, and once you come south of the border, I'm Z-centric. But whichever way you find it, you know, and by the way, I think I could hear Mrs. Landmonkey rolling her eyes as you sang that time. <laughs> uh, just, just thinking, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what I heard. Wits End is the handle on Facebook, Twitter, geocaching.com. It's even the handle on Instagram, but there's some other things and things. You said your blog is rarely updated and posted. Mine is virtually never updated. So if you want some really live, fresh, interesting, creative content, go check out Land Monkey's blog. But otherwise, drop me a note. I do love to hear from everybody. I love to see the comments. I try to get back when I can, but I'll be the first to admit I'm primarily a consumer of social media instead of a creator. But I see them, and I try to comment when I can. So thank you all. Chris of the Northwest. Yeah, How I'm, can they find you? Well, I'm often the person you're contributing to, and it's not good. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at CashingNW. Facebook, you can find me at CashingNW. And Instagram, I'm Caching in the Northwest. And you know what? I'm even in Land Monkey's current video. So, I mean, that's the thing that makes his videos worthwhile. You're kind of featured, really. Yeah. thank you. You and, and Joshua Johnson. Yeah, yeah, you know. Hmm. We are like this. I'm over here. Anyway, (laughs) you can head on over to cashingnw.com slash hosts. Read our bios. Find all those links we just mentioned. And most of all, we want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Caching in the Northwest. Don't forget that you can be part of the show. Call in to 253-693-TFTC. Leave us a comment. Ask us a question. Hire us an Uber to complete the geotour any time of the day or night. Of course, you can email us at feedback at cachingnw.com. And your support helps keep quality shows coming. If you like the show, click that Patreon link on the cachingnw.com website and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. This show is produced by Chris Umfenauer, Jim Paulwitz, and Jay Kennedy. It's licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license, copyright 2019 by Chris Umfenauer. And folks, we invite you to stay tuned for The After Show. The After Show. Boy, we have an uh, active chat tonight. We so, do. We love our chat. Yeah, thank you guys so much. And thank you so much to our chat lackey for helping us with this so that we could be uh, 100% focused on Peach and the GeoTour. We didn't want to miss anything. And so we're going to start right off in the after show with GeoNav Pros uh, saying that there's a HAG puzzle solving event. That's GC7, I'm sorry, GC874 Golf 1. And that must be... Puzzle solving for old ladies? 
Well, the Hag event or yeah. the Hag is a I series. I, but I, oh, you know what? He, no, I was thinking that doesn't sound right, and it's not. So he he mentioned below that he's got a correction here. It's the Skunk Tales series puzzle solving wow. event. GC eight seven four G one. So Skunk Tales is a series of, uh, uh, well, it's a geocaching series of puzzle caches spread across the lower mainland up here in Metro Vancouver area. Um, all of them are quality hides. They're challenging puzzles. And a lot of people get started on it, but get lost or stuck and they're really looking for help. So uh, our good friend Doramore is hosting a puzzle solving event. And the CEO of that series has actually offered that the first person who attends that event and then completes the series uh, may win a bronze skunk. Mm. So there you go. Is that a good thing? It is. Okay. It's a, it's a, it's a non-dubious honor. Okay. Non-dubious. Interesting. Um, and, I don't know if I want to do any caches that, you know, have skunk tails right in the title. <laughs> I try to avoid those things. I will guarantee that when you come up here, if if we take you to do any skunk tails caches, they will be highly memorable in a okay. positive way. Is skunk tails a cacher name or is that a his, series? His caching name is Scruffster. Okay. Oh, oh. I've heard of Scruffster. I yes. may have met yes. Scruffster. Yeah. You may have. He wasn't as scruffy as his name sounds. <laughs> no. And as Doramore says in the in the in the chat here, it is the coveted bronze okay. skunk. So All right. Ah, the old CBS, yes. <laughs> you, you said that's this is not the Hag event. This, this is not Hag. So Hag is the hide and go uh events uh and 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 great sets of geocaches that okay. happen in on Vancouver Island. Okay. This is the Skunk Tales series, very Sounds, specific series of caches. Both of which sound way better than eating haggis. Yes. Okay. Well, maybe. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it is. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So yeah. keeping, no keeping the after show moving, <laughs> keepers of the cash flow threw out a hashtag fatas, said, found my lost geocache. Our big guy from this video, and they dropped a link in there, uh, Alberta Geocaching Hides with Keepers of the Cash Flow. So kind of curious what that's all about. We'll have to go go check out their channel, check out that video, and see what they're talking about. Well, I'm going to throw something in there. This week I went to, I, I had a geocache hide that I inherited, and I wanted to do something with it. Well, this clue event came out, and I said, I'm going to put a clue cache here. But we'll talk about that a little bit uh farther down here in the show note or in the uh, after show. Uh, but I thought, you know what? The cash here went missing. I really need to go and look and, you know, make sure it's not under there. So I got down on my hands and knees, reached back as far as I could. It was a little magnetic nano and nope, it's not there. And I put my hand down to get up and I look and I go, what's right here in the grass, <laughs> right in front of me. How convenient. So I found my lost geocache. Nice. Well done. Good job. I didn't log awesome. it. Okay. Okay. GSM Times 2 says, 20 years of geocaching, Prague 2020, on May 2nd, 2020, published today, and has, are you ready for this? 1,481 will attend so far. Hmm. I'm sure it's gone up while this show's going. The the Czechs and the Germans, man, they're, they're loving their geocaching over there, right? Eh? Yeah. That's awesome. That's hold on. How can you publish an event a year in advance? I didn't think you could do that. Uh, if it's a mega, you can. Wow. Mm. Okay. Well, awesome. Hmm. Is it, is it a 20 years of geocaching event? And is there a special icon for it? We're going to have to go look, aren't we? Gasp. Yeah. Cause and invite them on the podcast. I, I'm really hoping <laughs> that, uh, uh, geocaching.com comes up with another icon like they did for the 10 years lost and found events. Yeah. yeah. They, they would come up that one was, for the 20, but yeah, before I started. So yeah. yeah, it was only two, it was what two in binary, but yeah, well, <laughs> that's different. What's 20 yeah. in binary? Mm, not one zero. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, what is it? Uh, I don't know. One zero, one zero, zero, something. That's off the top of my head. Nope, that's one zero zero one zero. I think I'm off. Good job for the research department. Yeah, one zero one zero zero. That's top of my head. Research department can confirm or deny. 
Uh, Stevens at Infinitums wants to rent your couch for the Tri Cities event in June. So sure, I got a couple couches. I'm only four hours from Tri Cities. Come on up. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Breiling said he was six and a half, and he was willing to rent his couch. Yeah, couch see, out, I'm so. I'm way closer than Breiling. Yeah, Saved exactly. Two hours shaves two hours and an international border crossing off the trip. So yeah, uh, yeah. Stevens at Infinitum. I think you're gonna. You're going to get better luck once this podcast goes out and <laughs> listeners who are maybe a little close to the Tri-Cities listen to the podcast and go, hey, yeah, Stephen's at Infinitum. I got a coach for you. So there you go. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Tacoma or Metro Vancouver is going to help either way, really. Tacoma's Not far better than Metro Vancouver as far as Tri-Cities. As far as traveling to Tri-Cities. Yeah. I was going to say. There are other ways that we don't... <laughs> That we pale in comparison, I mean, but you know, do you we guys, don't... do you guys have poo and pee mascots? I was just going to bring that up because that, that was something pretty special I saw on the news this morning. Yeah, um, we're pretty special. Yeah, here. I don't, I, you're special, but not in a good way for that one. And, uh, by the way, geocaching with GSM times two in the chat says one zero one zero zero in binary. There you go. Awesome. So, so yeah, and, uh, um, Steven's at item in the chat is saying he, he'll wait patiently so. <laughs> until somebody useful actually comes forward. Yeah. There you go. Oh, I never claimed to be useful. Keepers of the cash flow says we have our flights for Geo Woodstock booked and paid for. Who else is going? Awesome. That's fantastic. I, I will see you guys down there. Perhaps uh, I'm going. So, well, myself and Mrs. Land Monkey are going. So we're. Looking forward to having a lot of fun down there, and it'll be our second Geo Woodstock ever. Oh, nice! And do you have the state of Texas? Not yet. Oh, and, and I might even get the state of Oklahoma. And uh, what uh, what large number are you working on for a milestone? <laughs> you knew something was coming. You out. know, Oklahoma is okay. It says so on their license. Yeah, box. I've heard that. Uh, this this somewhere in that period when we're down there is going to be um four million or sixteen thousand okay nice nice cash flow says this will be their first geo woodstock so congratulations you guys nice. it'll be fun yeah <laughs> mr land shark says if i decide to drive to oklahoma because yeah. we're going with the land sharks ah, so. ah gotcha <laughs> there's some beautiful drive through yeah. uh, i drove last year from here to south texas through oklahoma Found a few caches along the way, and uh, I like the area. It's a beautiful drive. Oh, I don't want necessarily go. want to live down in Texas, but I enjoyed my visit. There you go. So, Mr. Land Sharks, we're going to Oklahoma. <laughs> if they'll let, let you leave the country of Texas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah is, well, is there is there a border between Texas and Oklahoma? Is that if, those, if those Texans start bragging, you just tell them we're going to split Alaska in half and make Texas the third largest state. <laughs> Yeah, Texans mm. are, um, they're great people, but boy, they love their state. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I love my country, so. Yeah. I get it. I understand. Yeah, not people. to this, no. Uh, no? And, and you <laughs> have to more learn about I American love Canada, football they if love you go Texas. down to Texas. You have to be able to talk about American football and don't use the word American. It's just football. Yeah, but then that's confusing because that's soccer. No, not to Texans. And high school football is practically a religion oh, in Texas. Yeah, I'm going to have so much fun down there. They love God, no, their they mama, and football. Scary, right? So maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> okay, let's see. Right. Iham says Clue launches this weekend. Yes, it, it does. So this is a series of geocaches that Team Noltex is putting together. Uh, 20 plus caches, each with a clue card, a personal location or tot. Uh, in the cache to play a geocentric version of the old clue game. Oh, that's going to be super. Oh, what, what are you showing there, Jim? I've got a printout of the get a clue description. That's going to go. This is team Noltex masterminded. This whole thing hosted a creation celebration event to help get local geocaches to help them hide caches. As you can see, this is a sample description because as it says down at the bottom, your cache description goes here. <laughs> but all of the caches will have this description and this game card. If you've ever played the game of Clue, and I know most of you have, but maybe somebody didn't, you get there are there's a there's a deck of cards in the game in the board game. 
It's an old-fashioned board game back back in my day that didn't require batteries. And there are cards for the. It was a crime-solving game, so there's there are suspects, weapons, and locations. You should you you sort through them at random, pick out one suspect, one weapon, and one location, and hide it in a secret envelope. Shuffle the rest, distribute them to players, and throughout the game, you move around the board and try to discover which cards your your opponents have, and through the process of deduction you can tell which cards are in the secret envelope. And this is the same way. They've I, I created... Thought was, I thought this was a movie with Tim Curry in it. Yes. I'm the butler. <laughs> I buttle. <laughs> that was a red herring. <laughs> <laughs> this geocaching version of Clue, there are 24 cards. That's eight suspects, eight tools of the trade, and eight locations. They have taken one of each of those and put them in a final location in downtown Tacoma at Wright Park in the conservatory. Nicely done. And then 21 caches around the city will have all one of each of the other 21 remaining cards. So you have to go find 21 caches. Deduce from that which three are the solution to the final, which I saw here will be the get a clue, the accusation final at GC84M1C. Not yet published. You can go there, but the cache is not yet published. Everything launches this Saturday. That's two days from now. That's Star Wars Day. Rest in peace, Peter Mayhew. And uh, it's going to be an awesome time. I I think I'm going to finally have time on my schedule to look for it sometime in maybe December. But I'm looking forward to it when I do finally clear up some time in my schedule to go look for all these caches. I hit one. Awesome. How very nice. I'm looking forward to the opportunity to maybe try and at least start tackling that series on a future visit when I come down and see you. You can crank it out in a couple hours knowing you guys. Well, I don't know. It sounds like (laughs) there's a little bit more to this one than just... uh, run around and find some caches. There there are, but Team Noltex did also ask the contributing geocache hiders to not make them super difficult, not make them premium caches, not make them, you know, 12-step multis or super hard puzzles because they really want everybody to be able to play and and mm-hmm. get to the final. So, there's yeah. a there's a place for all those caches, but they asked us not to do those for this particular series. So it, it is designed to be done in a day. You're going to find 21 caches. In each yeah. one of those caches is a card that you're going to check on your on your uh, score sheet or play sh- your, what do they call it there, wit's end, your um, game card. This is the detective's notepad. Oh, detective's ah. notepad. There you go. And, um, you know, then you go to the final. It'll be electronic. You'll enter in uh, which one of the... Uh, persons, yes, suspect, caught. tool of the trade, or location. Thank you. That is so cool. Yeah, it's going to so, be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So that's going on this weekend, and ongoing after that. So come on down to Tacoma. You got to find it. Uh, Keats ninety four says one of my YouTube videos is now live. Awesome. Keats ninety four geocaching adventures South Burnaby. That's great. And if you look at the URL, Keats, I've never seen to my knowledge a url with jerk in the youtube code so did you make somebody angry at youtube <laughs> a little hidden message from uh, from google for you yeah. i can vouch that keats 94 is not a jerk and i'm sure it's an awesome video absolutely nope mm. uh good guy and yeah check out his check out his youtube channel and his videos and uh, keats 94 also says that he Got out and hiked 22 kilometers in Golden Ears Park today. Hmm. You know, if you get up here across the border, you are looking to easily get into the West Coast rainforest Canadian wilderness. Golden Ears Park is one of the top places it should be on your bucket list to go. Now, Keith says he found only one cache on a 22-kilometer hike, but it was worth it. Mm-hmm. I that park is loaded with caches, so he must have already cached it out, or he had a very specific cache he was after. Because if you haven't been up here and you tackle that park, you're going to walk away with a metric buttload of caches, 
and some amazing memories. It sounds so, like something Disney would sponsor. Golden Ears. Golden Ears Park. What's the story yeah. with the ears thing? Uh, it's a pair of mountains at the backside of the park. Okay. Um, it's a provincial park uh, all along Alouette Lake. And at the backside of the park is a... Uh, well, it's a single mountain with a pair of peaks. And, and they are called the Golden Ears. Uh, okay. I think it's something along the lines of... Uh, the sun setting on them reminded somebody of a pair of bear's ears or something like that. But gotcha. that's the, uh, that is the name of the park and uh, the mountains. Nice. Speaking of Disney, let me tell you the details of this three hour movie that I have no intention of seeing. No, never mind. <laughs> Hashtag no spoilers. <laughs> I was absolutely shocked what Batman did during this movie. If you'd like to type spoilers into the chat, Land Monkey will log off immediately. Uh, yeah, don't. <laughs> <laughs> really seriously don't okay okay i have to share one funny thing not if it's a spoiler <sighs> it's not okay <laughs> um um i suddenly forgot his name <laughs> oh that was funny L- limax <laughs> limax was listening to episode 298 on gc droid and the way his car stereo cut it off, it was 298 GCD. And he thought, that's it. The podcast is over. Nice. Be over before nice. it began. <laughs> is he also the one that commented on the uh, Caching by Droid episode? Does it, was that in your... I don't think so. So are we going to have to use these... Oh, wait. I get it. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. The RFID. Yeah. Yeah, we, we that got was, him on that, that was one. good. Because you got me. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> so. Awesome. That was a lot of fun. Okay, folks. Thank you for staying with us. We didn't spoil any movies for Land Monkey tonight, next week. Thank you. All, all bets are off. All next bets week. are off. That's, and until I, next week. I don't week, care. I personally don't care after next week. I'm just amazed that they managed to make more than one Avengers movie because I lost interest after one. <laughs> <laughs> to each their own. Until next week, get out and get cashing in the Northwest.